Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Hey everybody, welcome in to Next Round Preps. Mankind, the cool Viking here with you as we record this on Halloween. I've already taken most of my costume off, but uh, Jerry's yeah. in the spirit. John, I'll tell you, you look pretty scary, man. Got my long flowing locks yeah, like I Mankind has. I saw you walk in on the next round crowd earlier <laughs> today, and uh, yeah, you were kind of intimidating. I, I had Saco and I had my chair. I was ready to beat people with yeah. it, but uh, yeah, this is really uncomfortable, so I'm going to take it off here in a second, but uh, yeah. It is the final week of the high school football season. Oh, yeah. That's why we're here, by the that way. That typically means Halloween. <laughs> Surprisingly, actually pushed back uh, a week this year. I really don't know why the AHSA did that because um, this is usually Halloween week. A lot of teams will play on Thursday because they'll do, like, citywide trick-or-treating on Friday and all that kind of stuff. Right. And then that means the semifinals are on Thanksgiving. Now the third round is in Thanksgiving. And the seven-day championship is all the way at December 7th now. So, I mean, it's everything's been pushed back a lot. I really don't know why they did that. But now we are here at Halloween. Instead of talking about the playoffs, we're moving forward uh, to week 10, the final week of the regular season and uh, a lot of non-region play. A couple of big region games in those nine-team regions. But uh, I got to take this off. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I know. Hard. I figured you would. You know, uh, John, while you're this. doing that, there were some big games this past week that decided a whole lot. And uh, – you know, we're going to start off with one of them right off the bat. Yeah, we are. And uh, I heard a lot of talk about this game. Obviously, didn't get to see it. We were uh, calling the Thompson game. I got random here. There. Um, Highland Home, the Flying Squadron, taking on Real Town. Had to go to Real Town in this one. Real Town gets a big win, though. Boy, they do. They had a great season. They ended up, you know, 9-0 and undefeated. Uh, they'll be playing Wicks- Wicksburg, easy for me to say, in the playoffs. Uh, last time these two teams met, John, all the way back in 1965. They've only met one time, and that was back in 65. And Realtown beat them 33 to nothing. So if you harboring a grudge for what is that, like 50 something years or whatever? <laughs> it's a long one to harbor. Right. So uh, in the playoffs, you know, uh, Wicksburg will get a chance to do it. But Realtown, great season. As they handle Highland Home, Highland Home only one defeat on the season as well. Yeah, Highland Home will uh, be second there in 2A Region 3 behind Realtown. Still finished 9-1 of the season, 6-1 in region play. All right, moving up to Class 4A, or excuse me, 3A for the 3A Region 1 title. Thomasville and Mobile Christian. Mobile Christian, pound for pound, one of the best teams in the state this year. They get a big win, 45-14 in this one. Uh, up in 4A, had a bunch of region title games we talked about last week, kind of previewing Region 2, Montgomery. Catholic taking it to Andalusia 27 to 14. Once again, two of the better teams in the state, both coming in unbeaten to that game. Uh, Montgomery Catholic gets a big win there over Andalusia. Montgomery Catholic looking to win a 4A state title there. Um, American Christian, they beat Montevallo 18 to 6. Montevallo had a chance to tumble out with a loss. It was for second place, ACA. They end up locking up uh, second place there in that region. Gulf Shores and Viger. Viger with that forfeit, a uh, couple forfeits they had early in the season, um, including a big one to UMS Wright, Gulf Shores. They get a big one over Viger, though, to uh, basically lock that region up 42-12, to which now puts Viger, Faith Academy, UMS Wright, BC Rain, and a wild tiebreaker there as UMS Wright also lost this past weekend. Yeah, you know, and UMS Wright, uh, as you mentioned, they lost. Now, they're going to play Williamson, I believe it is, this coming week. So, 
you know, have a chance to, to get a few points there. But, you know, it's not – it is a, a region game, so they can make up a lot with, with playing Williamson. But, you know, ended up five and four on the season. We're, we're not used to seeing that out of a UMS right team. Of course, we're not used to seeing some stuff out of a lot of teams, namely Hoover, you know, <laughs> yeah. but we'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah. So UMS Wright, we'll see how they fare in the playoffs. Yeah, they got they have to win to potentially force a tiebreaker. Should a tiebreaker happen because of the Viger loss, actually in an okay position. Uh, but uh, Viger and UMS Wright both losing this past week into Gulf Shores and Faith Academy, who will likely be your one and uh, two there in the region. Um, in five A, John Carroll big win over Winona. The uh, Dragons falling there forty nine thirty five. That means they tumble out of the playoffs. Winona out, Fairfield in at that four spot. John Carroll will be number three in that region behind Pleasant Grove and Ramsey. Moody, big win over Southside Gatson. And uh, because of that, Chase Jackson, our uh, Milo's player of the week, had an incredible one-handed interception return for a touchdown. I'm going to try to pull the video there and show it to everybody. But it is an incredible play there. Uh, Moody rebounded from the loss to Leeds. They beat Southside Gatson, tie for the region title. However, because of this tie, Southside Gatson still likely will win the region. There's a chance that Leeds actually could get up there and potentially win the region, uh, but they have to get a big win this weekend over Center Point. We'll talk about that here in a second. But um, yeah, if if that happens, then Moody can move up to number two. Likely Southside will still be one. Moody will still be three with Leeds at two. But a big big win for Moody and Chase Jackson uh, helping that defense get a big comeback win. And like I mentioned, an incredible pick six with a one handed interception there as Moody beat Southside Gaston 34 to 21. Uh, Russellville they win the region title over Fairview up in Region 8, 31-14. Um, not really shocked. Russellville, they're typically in that position. No, so, the Golden Tigers, a good football team. I went through Fairview this past week. So really? Anyway. Yeah, so... Russellville, no, no. they're always there. That's, That's who I right. played in my state championships. They are uh, they are always a force to be reckoned with there in Class 5A. Sarah Lynn, they're all over Theodore. Theodore won this game by a point last year. That was Sarah Lynn's last loss. Um, but Sarah Lynn getting a big uh, revenge win here to win the region title 42-13 over Theodore. Pike Road, big winners drove through Pike Road yesterday coming back from Orlando. Um, they win 43-22 over Carver uh, there in Montgomery, and uh, they will win the Region 2 cha- championship. Carver will be number three in region three the championship for this one still up for grabs uh coming into this final week and boy a couple of crazy results here that i did not expect i picked both of these the exact opposite going into the week really you you had uh briarwood no i'm saying i had homewood and you helena went, went in both of these games i got you okay well homewood of course drops to briarwood 20 to 13 but only thing i want to say about that is you're going to get good momentum Going into the playoffs, you got Jasper this week. Homewood does. Uh, Jasper's just not a very good football team. I hate to say that, but um, you're wearing a Vikings cap and everything. You're, right. you're you're all about Jasper. That's right. I'm all about <laughs> Jasper. But uh, so Briarwood, uh, they still got to play Fairhope. By the way, yeah, that's going to be an interesting ball game. They lost last year, 44 to 22. But both teams, Homewood and Briarwood, ended up with the exact same record, five and four. So. Yeah, I kind of kind of with you on that, John. I thought Homewood would take it. Helena and Benjamin Russell, I was all over Helena. I never expected Benjamin Russell to come up and win that ball game. It was at Benjamin Russell. It is a hard place to play at Veterans Stadium there. But, you know, I'm like you. I thought Helena would take it down. 
I've been down to Alexander City. I played in that stadium. I know exactly what it's like. Um, and it is tough, but Ben Russell coming up with the win and coming up with the region title that I never would have guessed because Homewood beat Ben Russell already this season. So Homewood's actually going to drop to fourth. Ben Russell's going to drop to first or uh, drop, move up to first. And then Helena and uh, Briarwood will be there at two and three. So uh, all four of those teams still making the playoffs. We knew coming in they were going to make the playoffs after Homewood's win over Pelham the week before. But uh, yeah, so Ben Russell, Helena, Briarwood, Homewood will be your four teams there in that order from Region 3. In Region 4, Hillcrest Tuscaloosa locking things up. 48-21 win over McAdory. Um, Hueytown, they beat Central Tuscaloosa 56-28. And Bessemer City, they beat Paul Bryant 41-12. So as you go over to the brackets there and look how things played out in um, 6A Region 4, you got Hillcrest, you got Hueytown, you got Bessemer City up all the way up to three because they got the win over McAdory early in the season. And then because Central couldn't pull out the win, McAdory will be your four seed there. So McAdory getting in, but only barely getting in um, because of beating Central Tuscaloosa after Central lost to Hueytown this past week. In 6A Region 5, Mountain Brook, they beat Gardendale 56-42. Had Mountain Brook lost this game, and what would end up being a shootout. Not typically what you see out of a Mountain Brook game, typically lower scoring with good defense there. Um, Mountain Brook, they could have potentially dropped to fourth had Gardendale won that game. They'll stay up in second. Mortimer Jordan will be the team in between. And Parker is your region champ. And I only had this on here just because it is history in the making. Parker, they beat Huffman 56-0. Huffman, first team to go 10 games without scoring a single point. First game in the playoff era to, without scoring a single point. It happened the year right before the playoffs with not a Solgo. But um, since the playoffs started there in the uh, mid to late 60s, Huffman did not score a single point. Um, you know, saw some footage from this game. Obviously, Parker, a really good team. But, uh, you know, kudos to the kids for staying in there, playing right. hard every week, regardless of the fact that, uh, you know, we all look at that and talk about how they got outscored. This 580-something to zero. I don't remember what the exact number was. But uh, tough way to end the season there for Huffman. Parker, they are region champs out of Region 5, though, over uh, Mountain Brook, um, Mortimer Jordan, and Gardendale. Um Region 6, where Huffman comes from, Oxford. Big win over Centerpoint, 35-14 there. The Yellow Jackets lock up the second seed. Centerpoint will be third. Um, and, of course, Clay Chaltville, your uh, top dog there. No real shock that Clay Chaltville ends up winning that region. All right, moving into Class 7A, Daphne. Big winner over Foley. Foley? Not making the playoffs this year. Every year we talk with Paul about Foley and Prattville. Hey, maybe this is the right. year they can turn things around and get back. Foley had to win this game to cause a tiebreaker that they then potentially could have made it in, but they lost 57-35. Prattville also not making the playoffs. Yeah, and I talked to Clark Stewart. He's the play-by-play guy for Foley uh, this past week, and, of course, they're disappointed, obviously, you know, and, of course, I uh, know the guys down at Prattville. They're disappointed. I get it, you know, but you got to – it just seems like they haven't raised their level up yet to the same as Class 7A as they should be. But they're going to stay big schools, so they're going to stay yep. in 7A, so they're going to have to get better. Yeah, uh, the old 6A days, it was a little different story. But here in 7A, uh, Foley Prattville hadn't quite done it. However, Dothan, school that has uh, merged a few years ago to jump up to the 7A level from 6A, they get a big win over Opelika, knock Opelika out of things. Dothan sitting at uh, you know a playoff spot right now, still got another region game this week, but Dothan 38-34 winners over Opelika. Up in Region 4, Florence knocked Spartman out of the playoffs 
Kind of a shock here. Sportman, I mean, just, I want to say like three weeks ago, was technically playing for uh, what we consider the region title against James Clemens and uh, ended up losing that one. Um, And then they lost and lost and lost. And Florence is going to be the four seed. They're going to travel to Thompson there in that first game. Austin, meanwhile, beats Huntsville 52-25 to lock up second. Three or four weeks ago, they weren't even in the playoff discussion because they had a slow start to the season, um, and they have worked their way up to be number two in that region behind James Clemens. So kudos to uh, the Black Bears there up in Decatur playing well in Region 4. In Region 3, the one thing we were kind of sort of keeping an eye on was could Chelsea potentially beat Hewitt Trustful? You thought they might could potentially pull it off against Hoover yeah. close early on. Uh, didn't happen against Hewitt Trustful. No, but they stayed close to Hoover, you know, week before last until the second half, but... Hewitt Trussell, a good football team. They're starting to hit their stride right at the right time. They're going to make some noise in the playoffs, mark my words. Really the only, I guess, quote-unquote bad games Hewitt's had was against Thompson, didn't play really well, and against Central Phoenix City. Now, that's the top two teams in the state when it comes to 7A. Right. Uh, so, you know, a little more understandable there. And, of course, lost to Spain Park, but, you know, not a game that ended up ultimately mattering uh, for Hewitt Trustville. Spain Park did get the win, 42-17, over Rope Mountain to do their part, but uh, Hewitt had to have lost to Chelsea to make that happen. Although, Spain Park, they're sitting at 6-3 and three on the season right now. Um, you know, the only reason they missed was because of that Hoover loss they had first game of the season. It was 28-20. They had a lot of costly special teams mistakes that if they had won that game, Hoover would have been out of the playoffs after losing to Thompson this past but week. You know, when they played Hoover, they weren't healthy. You no. know, they, they were missing three or four key starters. Now they're back. Look how they're playing so you know, Tim Vakakis has done a great job. We knew Spain Park was going to be better. We didn't think so at the first of the year, but now we do. We know, of course, they really put it on Oak Mountain 42-17. And just coming out of this season, you got Thompson at the top, obviously. Then you got Hewitt. Vestavia has looked really strong. Vestavia could easily jump up there, be a top team as well, competing with Thompson and Hewitt. But then really going out of, out of this year, I mean, we'll see what happens in the playoffs with Hoover, but coming out of this year, coming after the way the season ended, Spain Park's number four for me just in how they've finished this, ultimately finished the season. I know I Hooper won on the field, but that was the first region game of the season. This was back in early September when they played. Now things have totally flipped, and Spain Park's coming in. Maybe as that fourth-best team, but they will not make the playoffs despite beating Oak Mountain. Vestavia, they won 45-0 over Tuscaloosa County, and a closer game than expected between Thompson and Hoover. This one was uh, 7-3 for a long time, and then the second half, Thompson blew it open, made it 21-3, let Hoover come back and score with 16 seconds left to make it a 10 point game but a uh, big win 21 11 over hoover yeah and you know trent seaborn on target to corbin landrew on a couple of passes that were just real exciting plays where they uh thread needle one time i remember during the game is that hoover would have had thompson on fourth down they elected to take the holding call i made the statement before that play i said you know i wouldn't have done that i would have would have declined the penalty and hoped that thompson didn't go for it from i think it was four or five yards because you just don't want to give Trent Seaborn another chance. Well, they gave him another chance. He threw 60 yards or thereabouts for a TD to Corbin Landry, and that's what kind of broke the game open at that point. Hoover got a late touchdown. It was at 16, 18 seconds. 16 seconds left, 16 yeah. seconds to go in the game. They scored a, a fluke touchdown in that. Not fluke. They drove it. But anyway, they got it in there. And then they went for two and got it. So that's where the 11 points came from. So basically up until 16 seconds to go in the game, it was 21 to three. Thompson well in control as they came out of the locker room for the second half. 
Yeah, and Thompson also got it down first and five in the second half. Didn't score. It got penalty after penalty. Backed him up. Uh, kept him from getting points on the board. Ended up missing a field goal. So, yeah, the game could have been a lot worse. But uh, ultimately, Thompson in control of this one. They win 21-11 to over Hoover. All right. So that's the week that was. A lot of region championships locked up. A lot of playoff spots locked up. Not a lot of games coming up this week. This is a, a week that most people have elected to take off. Uh, Thompson's off. Hoover's off. Hewlett Trustville's off. A lot of teams are off uh, here in the Birmingham area we cover. But a few non-region games that are interesting. A couple of region games in those nine-team regions that have uh, kind of, you know, drug things out because you have to. Um, and then, you know, we're pretty much looking ahead to the playoffs. So we'll kind of take a look at the brackets. We'll take a look at all this when we get back. But first, one of our great new sponsors. Yeah, so if your team's off this week, you've got time to do a little extra. And maybe you've been putting off that project that you need to have that deck torn down or that uh, old shed out back torn down and hauled away. Call the folks at Shepherd Equipment. Uh, you can... Go to their website, shepherdequipment.com, S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D, shepherdequipment.com. Shepherd Equipment and Disposal, they will do all kinds of things. They've got dumpsters in two different sizes for both home, residential, and commercial use. You can have one put in your driveway if you want to. Or if you own a business, let me encourage you to get in touch with them and find out their prices on dumpsters. Also, if you need a road built or something through your property, maybe you need just to have it bush hogged or, or some leveling work done, maybe some slag put down on an old dirt road that's got ruts and all that in it where you just want to level it out and make it what it is, these are the people to call. Shepherdequipment.com. That's where you'll get all the information you need to get a hold of them. All right, thanks so much to Shepherd Equipment once again for uh, sponsoring next round preps here throughout the football season as we slowly but surely end the regular season. Kind of a, a lull for a lot of teams this week, but a couple of big games. We'll talk about those when we get back right here on Next Round Preps. Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment, which is brain changes that are starting to interfere with your life? Did you know researchers have proven that these brain changes can be slowed down or reversed in many people that routinely exercise their brain? At the Karen Thrive Foundation, we specialize in helping you understand the specific areas of the brain that have changed and develop a brain health plan, including cognitive exercises, adaptive approaches, and helpful technology to proactively stay ahead of your brain wellness. Visit www.karenthrive.org for more information. We've partnered with Who Is Coffee to create the next round blend. Available in light, medium, and dark roast. 100% Arabica beans. Specialty coffee roasted on demand. Available in whole bean or ground for drip pods. Espresso and coarse ground for French press. Go to nextround.store to get a link to pre-order today. Everyone that pre-orders will be entered to win a prize pack with coffees, shirts, hats, and tumblers. Nextround.store for the next round blend. Welcome back in here to Next Round Preps. We talked about the last week of region play for most teams, but now we move ahead to what is officially week 10, the final week of the regular season. Jerry, we are finally here, and uh, the brackets are for the most part set, but still some seeds to be decided out there. Yeah, but I don't think there'll be any big surprises. Do you? I think pretty much AL Preps is where you got ALPreps.com. I think that I'm real comfortable with with the teams in the place that you think they are. Yeah, you know, we kind of go through and do a confidence grade, so I give it either a low, medium, high, and then locked in. I would say when they're locked in. Um, 
you know, for the most part, you kind of see where people fall. Now, there's some, you know, third and fourth spots that look, you still got to play for. There's some final playoff spots that have to get locked up. The tiebreakers, though, is really where things kind of get uh, interesting because sometimes it's games you just know that, you know, Team X is going to win and Team Y is going to lose, and that's going to ultimately lead to this many points. But you don't want to do it just yet because a lot of times you have rivalry games here in this final slot of the season. This is the kind of thing that uh, when I was in school, we at home, we used to always play Vestavia this final week of the season. Right. I lost to them more than we beat them, despite the fact that we were winning state championships. We'd step up in classification and end up losing to Vestavia in this, week, uh, in this final week of the season. So, you know, some good rivalry games. Some will matter. Some won't other than just pride. But, uh, you know, I give confidence grades based on what I think and what my formulas tell me will happen. But sometimes in these big rivalry games, you throw that out the window and who on earth knows what's going to happen. Speaking of big rivalry games, let's start off with T.R. Miller and W.S. Neal. For folks that – Keep up with high school football. I don't have to say any more than the Battle of Murder Creek. If you know anything about Bruton, Alabama, Bruton, the, I always thought it was north and south, but they call the, the south part of Bruton, as far as I call it the south, they call it East Bruton. East Bruton is where W.S. Neal High School lives. And, of course, in Bruton is where T.R. Miller lives. Now, everybody knows T.R. Miller. They've been the, one of the winningest programs, if not the winningest program in the state of Alabama for many years. But there's a creek that runs right between them. That's what separates East Bruton and Bruton. The name of that creek is Murder Creek. So when you, you see the uh, – and there's all kinds of legends. By the way, I, I encourage you to Google it because it's quite some interesting stories, not only about this matchup but about the legend of Murder Creek. But you can imagine what's on there. But anyway – that's going to be – that's always a rivalry, always a rivalry, and that's going to be a great ball game. And so you bring that up, which is uh, one of these tiebreakers that you do have to pay attention to because W.S. Neal, they're locked into the playoffs already. They can't move. They're uh, the three seed in 3A Region 1. But T.R. Miller not locked in. Currently I have them in at number two, but T.R. Miller, Bayside Academy, St. Michael, all tied at 5-2. and two. They're all in the playoffs, so you're not going to miss the playoffs necessarily, but – Everybody's trying to get that coveted number two spot because that means you're at home for the first round of the playoffs. Three-way tie. Right now, St. Michael, they're sitting at five. Non-region uh, defeated opponent. It's complicated. When I say a number, that's how many wins the teams they beat this season in non-region play have total. So St. Michael sitting at five. T.R. Miller sitting at three. Bayside Academy sitting at two. Now, St. Michael can only add one, so they'll be at six at the most. Bayside Academy can add seven. T.R. Miller can also add seven because they play W.S. Neal, who has six wins on the season. If they beat W.S. Neal, they will likely win this tiebreaker uh, over St. Michael and Bayside Academy, which they are not currently winning. If they lose, and if Bayside Academy loses to Alabama Christian, St. Michael will get that second spot. So T.R. Miller definitely needs to go beat W.S. Neal in this rivalry game. So that shows how much more important it is. Well, T.R. Miller for years usually always won classification larger than W.S. Neal. So over the years, that's been a – you know, kind of a given, even this rivalry game, it may end up being seven to six. You know, it's always close like that, 13, 14 type game. But yeah, T.R. Miller's got to win it. We know that they have the ability to do it. We'll see if they can get it done. In 5A, Southside Gadsden, we talked about Moody, leads Southside Gadsden. Moody got the upset win over Southside this past week. I don't know if I necessarily called an upset win. All three of those teams are really good. Southside leads and Moody. Southside Gadsden has Etowah this week. Etowah only has three wins on the season. Southside sitting at 7-2. and two. However, Southside wins this game. They lock up the region championship no matter what because they get three extra wins added to it. Moody and Leeds are far behind. Moody actually needs to hope Southside loses and Leeds wins 
over center point, which that game, by the way, uh, well, we're just going to talk about that too because I sit, sit yeah. right here next to it. Yeah. That's another big game because center point, uh, strong 6A team as well. Absolutely. And Leeds can win this team. You know, Leeds playing good football and they can win this game, but Georgia Bates, center point, you know, you got you to gotta think that, that they're going to handle business, even though they travel to Leeds. Of course, they're already in the playoffs. They'll play Hartsville, I believe, in, in that round. And it's yet to be determined what Leeds, like you said, is going to do. Yeah, you look at the 5A bracket as it stands right now. Um, so those three teams are not set. So as it stands right now, Southside leads Moody all tied. Southside Gaston sitting at nine wins. Moody at four leads at two. Leeds will add seven with center point, which will vault them up to nine. Plus, Pell City and Silicaga can still add a win uh, as well. Moody cannot win this tiebreaker. However, if Leeds ends up winning it by beating center point, Southside Gaston loses to Etowah, and then Hoax Bluff and Boaz don't win, and either Pell City or Silicaga does win, Super complicated, but still possible. And we've seen stranger things happen. Then Leeds will jump up to number one. Moody will be number two because the head-to-head win over Southside Gaston. And Southside will drop down all the way to number three. But Southside Gaston at Etowah, if they beat Etowah, Southside would lock it up. And then it won't really matter what does, happens with Leeds and Center Point. But like you mentioned, Center Point, their playoff team. Leeds are going to be a playoff team regardless. Um, and, yeah, George Bates wants to go on the road and get a big win here over Leeds. Theodore St. Paul's, this is a region game. In uh, Region 1, a lot of these Mobile regions have nine teams in them, um, especially in 6A now that Theodore has dropped down, McGill Tulin has dropped down, St. Paul's has moved up. They'll probably drop down depending on what happens in the playoffs this year. But uh, Theodore at St. Paul's, the winner in this one is third. The loser is fourth. Both of them are in the playoffs, though, in 6A Region 1. We talked about center point and how they ultimately finished. Oxford beat them to get the second seed. They travel to Jacksonville, an interesting 4A-6A matchup. It really is. And it's just a rivalry game, folks. There's no other way. I mean, it doesn't mean anything other than, you know, can Oxford and, and – uh, and Jacksonville, Jacksonville's eight and one on the season, by the way. Of course, Oxford's seven and two. So good matchup. Could be one of the best games, closest games in the state right there. And Oxford finishing second in, re- in that region um, because Clay Chalville. Clay Chalville is in that region. So Clay is the number one team coming out of region six, Oxford two, center point three. Um, Muscle Shoals at Spartman. I mentioned Spartman. They tumbled out of the playoffs kind of. A, a big fall. They were sitting at number two for a long time, even tied for number one. They fall out of the playoffs. Muscle Shoals, they win 6A Region 7. They go on the road to Spartan, try to uh, finish off an undefeated season here at 9-0. Hartzell, they are at Bob Jones. Hartzell 7-2 of the season. Bob Jones 5-4. However, Bob Jones, the third seed in this region, have the same overall region, uh, excuse me, record as Spartan, but they're going to be the three seed out of Region 4. Hartzell, the two seed out of that region behind Muscle Shoals. So another uh, good North Alabama matchup there. Ben Russell at Valley. We talked about Ben Russell uh, winning the region last week over Helena Valley. Number two in 5A Region 4. Um, so a good matchup there between two 7 and 2 teams in 5A and 6A. Ben Russell going to have to go to Valley. Is Valley. I believe Valley is one of those that's in the eastern time zone. It is. It? It's right on the Georgia line. Matter of fact, I think part of Valley is actually in Georgia. Yeah. And uh, if you ever go to Callaway Gardens, you have to go through there. That's the back way so to speak to get in there they joined our region i was at homewood my senior year but it was at homewood so then the next year after i graduated i remember my dad going to it uh to support homewood and it's like yeah they're in the eastern time zone that yeah. game started and it's an a hour tough place to play let me yeah tell you. it's and uh yeah there's some there's some rough boys in valley they know how to play football yeah valley uh will be at home as well in the playoffs so they'll have two home games here back to back and then we'll see what they can do in the Class 5A playoffs. All right, now all these games are going to be on Thursday. Those All the games I mentioned are going to be on Friday. A lot of games on Thursday in this final week of the season. 
it usually has to do with Halloween uh, or, you know, just end of the month, October stuff. There's some, you know, you take off for parent-teacher conference day, you take off for Halloween, whatever it is. But for some reason, the whole season shifted back. So it's this week, but still a lot of teams getting that extra day of rest, a lot of these playoff teams especially. But one big matchup, uh, Pickens County and Marion County, want to throw that in there. That is for a playoff spot um, in that region, one of those uh, region games or regions that's going to continue on into the final week of the season. Uh, Jackson, unbeaten on the season, been really, really solid. One of the better overall teams in Alabama for a Region 1 winner against Davidson, a 7A team, but who is a playoff team. They snuck in that final spot uh, in the playoffs over Foley. So we'll see if Jackson can beat Davidson uh, on the road there. You mentioned, you mentioned it. I think they will too. You mentioned uh, UMS Wright and how they have uh, struggled this season. They are at Williamson. They have to win just to force a tiebreaker. Um, which could put them in the playoffs. They have to get into a tiebreaker. Here's the interesting thing. I got to go back to old uh, AL Preps here, my own website to look it up. So there's a lot of writing here for UMS Wright and how they could potentially make the playoffs. When there's a lot of writing, that means a lot has to happen. However, so it's Faith Academy, Viger, BC Rain, UMS Wright, all could potentially get into a tiebreaker. Viger's done. Faith Academy has LaFleur, who hadn't won a region game all year, should win that one. BC Rain um, has Gulf Shores likely lose that one because Gulf Shores is Gulf Shores. They are uh, unbeaten. Despite whatever's going on off the field right now, they are unbeaten. Um, and then UMS Wright has Williamson. You, uh, well, UMS Wright has to get into a tiebreaker with Viger because if that happens, there's four teams going for three spots right now. If that happens, UMS Wright got a forfeit win over Viger after losing on the field earlier in the season. We talked about the Pell City forfeit. At the same time, they kind of snuck the Viger forfeit in there as well right. uh, to UMS Wright. So if that happens, UMS Wright has a win over T.R. Miller, who we just talked about. Been strong this season. They have six wins. Viger has Sidney Lanier remaining, who has five wins. So they could potentially jump up in that tiebreaker and tie UMS Wright, but it won't matter. And then uh, Faith Academy, um, they have uh, – Jag, a win over them, uh, the, which was, I can't remember, the Jeff Davis or Lee Montgomery, I forget which one's which. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, so that doesn't matter for them. Um, so, basically, you got to get into a tiebreaker of the Viger. You want to have it happen um, with them, or else UMS Wright will not make the playoffs. That's a very, very long-winded, complicated way to say, UMS Wright could potentially miss the playoffs. Uh, and, and I agree with that. All that. I mean, of course, all that's right. But UMS Wright, probably, in all of that that you said, beating Williamson is probably the easy part. <laughs> probably so yeah, the rest of it has <laughs> got to happen but i think they'll beat williamson without any problem yeah williamson sitting at three and six my uh projections put it out there is about a touchdown favorite for ums right bc rain like i mentioned there at gulf shores um bc rain likely in regardless but if they win it sends a message beating uh gulf shores who's unbeaten on the season putting them at nine and one to finish the season and then vaults you up in the playoffs as well uh to kind of let people know hey bc rain's here to play um viger they are hosting Sydney Lanier, like I mentioned. Lanier at five and four, Viger at six and three. Um, like I mentioned, they need the win for tiebreak help. They could potentially fall out, but Lanier is a playoff team from six A region too. They are the fourth seed, I believe. There, um, got Pike Road Carver with Tumka and Sydney Lanier there in six A region two, six A region three. Pelham just missed seven A region three, just missed Spain Park Pelham. This is a game of. Let's work on next year. And I know that doesn't mean a lot for the seniors that are on this team, but this is a game of so close, yet so far away. But next year could be a totally different story. Yeah, I agree with you. But, gosh, you know, that, that's, just a that's just a good battle. Yeah. I think it's going to be a real – we talked about Spain Park right now and how they've come on. 
for that reason alone, I think they'll handle Pelham without any problem. But Pelham put on a good fight. Let's just say Spain Park at six and three, Pelham at five and four, Hoover at four and six. The four and six team is the one of those three that's made the playoffs. Helena eight and one at Vestavia seven and two, two strong teams that faltered a little bit this season. Helena lost their first game against Ben Russell to lose their region championship, but I cannot wait for this one. So, John, let me ask you this. If Helena beats Vestavia, is that good or bad for Vestavia? Will it make them mad enough to go into the playoffs in 7A, (laughs) or will it knock them down and say, you know, uh, we shouldn't have lost that game? So this is is a mind game to me. It is. And, look, I've been in this position that Helena's in, playing Vestavia in the final week of the season, in a game that doesn't actually – count for anything other than your pride and kind of helping you steer the boat for the playoffs. Um, I think Vesavia needs to win this game. I think Vesavia needs to go in and prove because here's the thing. You have two losses and that's Hewitt, which was a bad loss that we didn't expect to happen and Thompson, a game that they could easily could have won and Thompson ended up pulling away late to make it 21-3, but it was 7-3 to for a long time, and Vestavia had chances to win that game. They turn had the, turn the two ball three over. chances to go ahead of Thompson. Yeah, they turned the ball over multiple – or got, right. made Thompson turn the ball over multiple times. I mean, they have a chance right now to be undefeated. They kind of, you know, didn't do much, kind of laid an egg against Hewitt Trustville, but they could have beaten Thompson, and that could have potentially caused a tiebreaker somewhere in there. Could have because of the Spain part loss to Hewitt Trustville made Vestavia win the region had they won that because they would have only had one loss at that point. All that to say, I think Vestavia needs to use this as a we got to win, we got to prove that we're a team to, to, to be reckoned with because guess what? In round two, you get Thompson <laughs> again. So uh, that's one thing that Vestavia is kind of ha- going to have in the back of their mind, but you need to go and beat Helena. Meanwhile, Helena, if we look at the 6A bracket, because they lost that region championship, they're going to drop to the second seed. They would have hosted Sydney Lanier, and now they're hosting Wetumpka. If they beat Wetumpka, they're most likely going to have to play Hillcrest Tuscaloosa, which is a tough out in the playoffs there. Had they uh, won the region, they'd have played Sydney Lanier, then they would have played likely Hueytown, which wouldn't have been nearly as bad as uh, Hillcrest. So uh, losing that game ended up costing them. Yeah, and I will say, you know, Vestavia's got a tough round one uh, playoff game. We're going to talk about that next week. But looking ahead, they're going to play the Black Bears of Austin. Austin is hot. a good football team. They are hot right now. B. That's James right. Clemens, the region champ. So you got to think they might actually be the best team in the region despite struggling early on. And, uh, yeah, we'll hey. We'll see if this prediction is right. I'll predict – if they beat Helena, they'll beat Austin. If they lose, I think they're going to go in that game a little bit gun-shy. We'll see. My prediction, and I've kind of thought this for the last couple of weeks, my prediction is one 7A Region 4 team moves on to the next round, and it is Austin. It is not James Clemens. I think Hoover beats James Clemens in the first round. I think Hewitt Trustville beats Ooh. Bob Jones. I think Thompson beats Florence. And I think Austin, at home, being a big, big, being a big factor, beats Vestavia in the first round of the playoffs. That's the way I'm leaning wow. now because Austin's hot and James Clemens is kind of sort of on the decline. Hoover has kind of sort of figured things out a little bit. I mean, it was a 10-point game against Thompson, a game that should have been a blowout. They got a bunch of wins before that to ultimately qualify for the playoffs. Maybe they've kind of sort of figured things out, but we'll see. But you're right. That probably is the toughest matchup of the first round. I agree. Uh, Vestavia taking on Austin. Um, Gardendale, we mentioned them kind of sneaking into the playoffs. Started off with like, what, 0-5, 0-6 in the season? Man, we thought they were gone. <laughs> we thought they were dead and gone, and they are in the playoffs. <laughs> At Hueytown, uh, two playoff teams, but Region 4 and Region 5, so they are opposite ends of the bracket. One's in the north, one's in the south, and uh, could be a good kind of stage setter right there. And then another game I had in here, Mountain Brook and Baker. Baker, the second seed out of 7A Region region one mountain brook the second seed out of 6a region five 
Mountain Brook very much a 7-8 team playing in Region 3 for a long time. This could be a really good matchup of uh, Central Alabama and South Alabama. I agree. I think it's going to show what Mountain Brook's really got. Yeah. Because Baker, Baker's coming to play. And Baker, too. So the way Mountain Brook is right now, they will host Buckhorn in the first round. Then they'll have to travel to Clay Chalville. Yeah, Clay Chalville Mountain Brook matchup in the second round of the playoffs. Ooh. The winner of that one likely will get Muscle Shoals. Um, and then on the other side, you got Parker looking strong, Oxford looking strong, Hartzell uh, as well. But Gardendale there in that quadrant where they'll play Gatson City in the first round. Meanwhile, Baker, they did make the playoffs. They did get in there behind Mary Montgomery, who ended up winning your region championship. They will host likely Dothan, but it depends on that region two tiebreaker, what happens. And then... You get Central Phoenix City in the second round if wow. you win. So congrats to Mountain Brook and Baker. I'm sorry. You're going to have impossible second round matchups. But it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. So regardless of what happens this week, most of the teams are set. Most of the matchups we said are set. Some are still kind of uh, being played around with. I'll have it all at alepreps.com. A lot of games Thursday night. So Thursday yeah. night. There's a lot of games this Thursday. And, don't, and let me just tell you, we just found out today, first round playoff game uh, for Thompson is on a Thursday night. So if you're a Thompson Warrior or a – uh, Falcon from uh, for Florence. Florence, yeah. Uh, be aware of that game. That playoff game is going to be on Thursday night, which I have no idea why they changed it. Yeah, I don't either. But that game will be on the Warrior Nation Network. No Warrior Nation Network this week. We get to be off yeah. this week from uh, calling games. So I'm going to sit back and watch football for the first time. I don't have to worry about working. I can sit back and watch football. And uh, I'm going to sit back and watch the Blue Angels. Yeah, you're Pensacola. going to the beach. I'm going down and watch the Blue Angels final a show of the year. You know, they fly all these shows all year. I've been a big Blue Angels fan all of my life. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, should be fun there. And uh, Thursday night, anything that does happen, a lot of the Thursday games we just mentioned, some will affect the brackets. I'll update everything Thursday night. At AL Preps on Twitter, alpreps.com, or Jay Luntz on Twitter as well. Um, I kind of go back and forth where I post it, but it'll all be somewhere there. And then, of course, Friday night, we'll update everything. All the brackets will be made official by the AHSAA. Disclaimer, everything I have is unofficial as of right, right now, but hadn't hardly missed one yet. So, uh, you know, we'll see what it looks like on Friday night when the AHSAA ultimately gives their brackets out to the world. And then the playoffs start, the fun begins. Half the teams go home, half the teams move on, and then we'll cut it in half every single week until we get down to one champion in all seven classifications. So, those are in Tuscaloosa, by the way, this year. Um, so... For Jerry Young, I'm John Lunsford. It's the final week of the regular season. We'll be back next week talking playoffs right here on Next Round Preps.